Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the Overreaction Sports Show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's so good to have you guys here. And right off the top, man, it has been an interesting week uh, since free agency somewhat began Wednesday tampering period Tuesday. It's just been a very kind of fun and exciting couple of days. And frankly, between you, me and the wall and the live people in the chat room comment section, it's good to be here. And we're just going to have a conversation, a little bit of a conversation, what Joe felt, what Joe thinks. I'm going to go through some, just a little bit of what's been going on as far as the Buffalo bills go. But before I do that, like I always do, got to start the show with the the normal welcome. Whether this podcast, you're probably saying it to yourself by this point, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee, at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or watching me right now live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, let me just say one more time. Welcome. Super good to have you. What a week it's been. I'm excited. I am... It's funny to me that I did not think that it would be able for me to be more excited than I was last year for the season to start. And literally, the ebbs and flows of the season, the ups and downs of last year, the way the season ended, has apparently been washed from my memory and my feelings. And the expectation and anticipation is higher than ever for me at this point in time. Higher than ever. And a lot of it comes from the moves that we see Brandon Bean doing and the stuff that he's doing. On top of that, the general love that we see for QB1, JA17, Josh Allen in a Buffalo Bills uniform. It is absolutely incredible. Just the love and respect that he is getting that we are fighting. It's funny because we have been fighting for respect for this football team whether undeservedly or deservedly for a very long time since Jim Kelly retired, dare I say. And finally, we have kind of arrived. Josh Allen is considered to be one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the NFL to the point of wanting to bring high name free agents, or I should say high name free agents wanting to come play with him in Buffalo, New York. And oh, by the way, the place players don't want to go, New England. Whether they don't want to go to New England or New England doesn't have the money available to compete with the teams <laughs> that are going after the same free agents, it's rather wild to think about. But uh, what a time we live in. What an absolute, absolutely amazing time we live in. Real quick, we're going to get into this thing. We're going to have a conversation during this show. Fun little conversation. Uh, hope not to keep you too long. Before I do, I haven't done John. Uh, I haven't uh, done uh, the Market Dominators team off the top of the show in a long time, so I'm going to do that right now. You know, my show is uh, is sponsored by a partner. I don't even consider him them him John Spazcheck a partner any or a, a a sponsor anymore. He's a partner of mine. John uh, John is uh, one of my very good friends. 
and uh, I would probably do this for free. Don't tell him I said that, but I'd probably I'd probably plug him and what he does for free because the man I respect him. He's a really good dude. He means a lot to me. His family is important to me, um, and his his you know the other member of his team, Scott Catillus, at this point is also a really good dude. But you know, if you're looking to purchase a home, if you're looking to sell a home. You want to go to people that are going to educate you and they're going to do the best that they can do to help you win. And John's team, the Market Dominators team, is just that. They are with Metro Roberts uh, from a real estate brokerage standpoint here in Buffalo, which is a new up-and-coming shining star in the uh, real estate agent market, Metro Roberts is. And John just does what he can to go the extra mile. The stuff that I've seen him do for People trying to sell his clients, people trying to sell homes or buy homes is absolutely incredible. Um, I'm not going to spend too much more time on this. But you guys hear me talk about John all the time, but uh, do me a favor. Do me a favor. If you are in the market to buy a home, if you're in the market to sell a home, call John. Call John first. 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. He is also, uh, you can reach him on, on his email, broker at gmail.com. And what they look to do is educate negotiate, and then dominate. And I'm going to tell you this. They do just that. They do just that. So thank you, John. Thank you, Scott. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you guys being a part of my show. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. It's a good time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good time. How you feeling, Bill's Mafia? So in the, in the comment section right now, how you feeling? How you guys feeling? Amanda Davies says Josh Allen is a creature. It's true. <laughs> per Von Miller. We're going to talk about Von Miller. I mean, come on, give me a break as it pertains to what in the world is going on. Von Miller. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, we're going to get into all this stuff. I got a super chat off the top. I didn't say that. So whatever uh, platform you're watching on or you're listening to in, whether it's live now or in podcast form, please like, and subscribe. Also, if you are on YouTube, you can super chat me, which is what this is. JR just sent me a super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for being a part of the show. Hot take. New England goes five and 12. That is a hot take. Kraft is angry about how behind his team is and fires Belichick. I don't see Belichick ever getting fired. I do see Belichick stepping away. I think there's a moment or a point where the game is going to pass him by like it does a lot of older coaches. And it I'm not saying we're there yet, but it's going to happen at some point. And whether it's the game has passed you by or you just don't have the players that you used to have, you know, potentially you could consider that almost one and the same. They are not the same with the same team without Tom Brady. Not the same team without Tom Brady. My sister Jamie's in the chat room. She says lots of Browns fans joining the, the joining the mafia. So Jamie lives in uh, Northwest Ohio, I guess is what you'd call it. So she is uh, firmly embedded in Brown's country, so she would know. But uh, yeah, it's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. So let's do this. Last week, I told you that the AFC West was an absolute arms race. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing has changed. It's still an absolute arms race as Devontae Adams has now joined the Raiders, which is... You got to wonder, I'd love to be a fly on the wall or would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the Aaron Rodgers household when he found out that after he signed his four-year $200 million, $200 million contract that I believe is almost fully guaranteed, uh, when he found out that Devontae Adams was going, bye-bye. <laughs> can't imagine that didn't sit well with him, but I don't know what he could expect otherwise. They can't afford Devontae Adams after paying him that money. Totally can't. AFC, AFC West, absolute 100% arms race. That division is going to crush itself. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills are probably going to be facing the AFC Championship game if things go the way that we expect, not to get ahead of ourselves, but kind of sort of getting ahead of ourselves. They're probably going to be facing the winner of whoever's in that division because that division is firmly stacked with talent. Whether or not they can coach that talent, whether or not any of them can potentially make it out of the division, out of the playoff divisional playoff rounds and the wild card rounds, we'll see. Obviously, those games have to be played, which is also true for the Buffalo Bills. Also, one hundred percent true for the Buffalo Bills. But we're going to see and see. We will see very soon. The reality is, the September just can't quite get here soon enough for us because that's when it's all going to happen. But let's talk about the move so far as it pertains to the Buffalo Bills, and then after that, I'm going to talk to you real quick about 
my initial feelings when every name was potentially dropped. Maybe I'll go in chronological order. That might make more sense versus just going off the top like the number one, number two, number three. Maybe I'll go in chronological order. But before we do that, the move so far, so the Buffalo Bills have, as you all know, extended Mitch Morris to make uh, cap space. They've re-signed Jake Kumaro, touchdown Jesus, which probably also doesn't make Aaron Rodgers very happy, which nobody on this side of the pond cares. Isaiah McKenzie also re-signed back to the Buffalo Bills to a very, I would consider, modest deal. Far less money than I assumed that he would was going to sign for. So super excited to have him back in the fold. Does Isaiah McKenzie replace Cole Beasley? I don't think so. A lot of people feel like Isaiah McKenzie can kind of give you that those flash games two, three times a year. I think he's better than that. Do I think he's Cole Beasley? No. I think I said this last week on last week's show. You know, there's a lot of people out there wanting Cole Beasley gone when the reality is, is there's not a whole lot of free agent wide receivers that are better right now than Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, while being injured, broken leg or broken, broken leg, right? It was a broken leg last year, two years ago, whatever it was, and had some injury issues this year while being injured, never came off the field, was incredibly durable, incredibly productive. 80-something catches, 800 yards, I think 120 targets. Incredibly productive. Incredibly reliable for first downs, even this year. Yes, some of his yak yards fell off. But as much as we want to blame that on Cole Beasley, I'm not so sure that it isn't potentially completely scheme-related. Why would I say that? Because the Buffalo Bills, by and large, don't get a lot of yak yards, period. And if your team offense doesn't have a lot of yards after catch, the blame is going to lie firmly in one of two places, your quarterback or the scheme. Now, if you've got one wide receiver that doesn't ever get yak yards, maybe you can blame the wide receiver. But that, by and large, is a is a stat that kind of sticks or carries with the Buffalo Bills. They just don't seemingly get a ton of yak yards, right? It's just something that they don't necessarily do. So that being said, if I had to put money behind my mouth, I would say that's probably more of a scheme situation. It's more of a situation of the routes that are planned, the routes that are schemed, and how they want to play the players. But make no mistake, Cole Beasley was money. If it was third down and six or third down and four, Cole Beasley was catch, turn, jump forward to get the first down. That's who he was. And I don't, John DeFazio, you're saying you disagree. I don't know if you're disagreeing with me or somebody in the comment section. I'm telling you that I think McKenzie can be more than what we've seen, more than what potentially we are expecting from him, but I just don't know that I would expect him to be at the Cole Beasley level. We'll see. Stefan Diggs, obviously, is a big part of the reason that Cole Beasley was able to beat Cole Beasley, right? And Stefan Diggs is still on this football team, and he's still going to command and demand a lot of the attention on this football team, which is going to open up guys like Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, all benefactors of the Stefan Diggs effect. But I'm excited for Ike. I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see his uh, opportunities increase in this offense after we've seen him kind of flash on the field and, and then oddly decrease and then kind of come back and increase again. I'm excited to see the Bills use him hopefully properly. And we'll see. Maybe he could. He could end up being more of a Cole Beasley type. And the Buffalo Bills have a difficult time keeping him when this contract's up. We'll see. Saran Neal also re-signed by the Buffalo Bills. Key special teams contributor. Free agent acquisitions. I'm just going to give you the information. I'm not giving you my gut reaction. So I'm giving you the information as it stands right now. Von Miller has signed to play with the Buffalo Bills. Six years. $120 million contract. Effectively, it's three years for like $54 million. Just for reference sake, Chandler Jones got three years, $51 million. Everybody, where were you when you heard that Von Miller signed with the Buffalo Bills? That'll be a trivia question in about five years. Where were you? Or 10 years. Where were you when you heard Von Miller signed with the Buffalo Bills? Daquan Jones, defensive tackle. Two years, $14 million contract, including $10.6 million guaranteed. Tim Settle, two-year, $9 million contract with the Bills including a $4 million signing bonus, seven of the nine guaranteed. O.J. Howard, it's funny because we were told that the Buffalo Bills would not be much for, like, they wouldn't be players in the free agency this year. I believe that even our general manager said that he wasn't going to be much of a player in free agency this year. And I just rattled off some relatively large contracts right off the top. 
which, by the way, were made possible by other guys getting released, guys that we love. O.J. Howard, former first-round draft pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2017, signed a one-year contract, $2.875 million against the cap, $1.25 million in signing bonuses. Roger Saffold, one-year $6.25 million contract with the Buffalo Bills, $4 million at signing. Jordan Phillips, there's no information on his contract yet, but he is signed as a free agent with the Buffalo Bills. Shaq Lawson, there's no information on his one-year deal yet, but he has signed as a free agent with the Buffalo Bills. Markel Lee returns to Buffalo this offseason after getting cut last year, I believe going back to the Raiders. One-year deal expected to play, in my opinion. He's probably going to play special teams or make a case for special teams. And the Buffalo Bills, oh, by the way, did make a trade. They traded for backup quarterback Case Keenum seventh-round pick from the Cleveland Browns, thus taking care of the backup quarterback situation. Gone from this roster, Mitchell Trubisky allowed to leave. He went to Pittsburgh. Obviously, there was no expectation of keeping Mitchell. Harrison Phillips allowed to leave for Minnesota. This was a surprise to me. I would think that all of us were probably just a little bit surprised why we fall in love with our players. And Harrison Phillips is one of those guys that it's easy to fall in love with. Levi Wallace was allowed to leave for Pittsburgh. I told you guys last week, this was not somebody that for $9 million a year, which is what SpotTrack had him at, would I in no way, shape, or form ever sign Levi Wallace as the ninth ranked out of 10 available cornerbacks Would I sign him to a $9 million, million a year contract. Well, I don't think the Bills would either. However, Levi did not sign for $9 million a year. He signed two years, $8 million, which... Leads me to believe that Levi Wallace probably wasn't even tendered or talked to. He was probably said, or he was probably told, you know what? Got nothing for you, bro. And if we're going to have a conversation about some of the better moves I've seen this offseason from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, that's probably it. Do I like Levi Wallace? Yes. Is Levi Wallace a guy that just does his job? Yes. You've heard me say, you, you, those of you that have been here with me have been through the cycle of Levi Wallace. The cycle of Levi Wallace was utter frustration as to why he's playing, going back to the Browns-Bills game three years ago when he gave up you know, crucial catches uh, to, to, to Jar- Jarvis Landry and some other guys that would have effectively won that game for the Buffalo Bills. All the way through kind of the settling in of, you know what, Levi Wallace is just doing what this coaching staff wants him to do, which is basically keep the play in front of him, not make a play on the ball, not necessarily do what he can to intercept or you know be be super like disruptive in the passing game, but keep the play in front of him and then make tackles. And that's what Levi Wallace has done since coming to Buffalo. I just don't think it's good enough. And I think the Bills realize at this point it's good enough. Now, I've heard the rumors. I've heard people talk about the fact that Levi Wallace didn't want to be here because the bad blood about him giving up the two last plays in 13 seconds and yada, yada, yada. I don't believe that. I've heard the rumors that the Bills didn't want him here because he gave up the last two plays in the 13 seconds and they didn't want to deal with the publicity and the PR stuff and they didn't want to have the conversations about it in preseason and through camp and yada, yada, yada. I don't buy into that. I think I think what it comes down to is the Bills want to get better at that position. And that's not a slight on Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace is a good kid. He has served this football team well. He has served this city well. It's not a slight on somebody to say that we just need to be better at that position. Especially coming off of a season where Tredavious White got hurt and Tredavious White is not going to be available for the first, what, six to eight games. And even after he is available and ACL is a one-year injury, he might not be 100%. Levi Wallace allowed to leave for Pittsburgh. Cole Beasley, we talked about it, released. John Feliciano released and is now with the Giants. I believe to play center, which is probably a better a better fit for him. Darrell Williams released, we talked about it. A.J. Klein released. Starla Tulele, to my surprise, released. Why am I surprised? Because the Bills not doing a designated June 1st release didn't save very much money Letting him go. And what I mean by that is there's a trade-off of sorts, right? There's a trade-off in the sense of you release a guy, and then when you release a guy, you got to replace a guy. So if you release Star Latulale and you only get $1.5 million in savings from releasing him, 
There is no possible way to replace Starla Tulele for $1.5 million. I believe had they designated him a June 1st cut or June 1st release, he still could have signed with whoever he wanted to, but the Bills would have saved $4.5 million or $4 million. Literally do not understand what happened in that situation as far as why they did not give him a June 1st designation. Weird. Another super chat for my girl Pamela. What's up, Pamela? Excited to see you as part of the show. So glad you're back, Joe. On a scale from 1 to 10, how do you think we did in the free agent tr- uh, in the free trade compared to other teams? So I'm guessing in, in just free agency compared to other teams. Um, that's tough. How did we do in free agency? Because anytime that you're going to measure or weigh against each other, free agency, you've got to bring into conversation, right? The entire AFC West. Denver went and got Russell Wilson. The Raiders got Devontae Adams and some other pieces. The Chargers got J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. Right? Now, the Chiefs haven't done much of anything. In fact, I don't know if somebody can tell me in the comments section, have they even signed Tyron, re-signed Tyron Matthew at this point? I'm not sure they've re-signed Tyron Matthew. Everybody in that division has gotten better, except for the Chiefs, which, I'll be honest with you, that's no sweat. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> and by good with that, I mean real good. What's up, Elliot Eisler? Good to see you. My brother from another mother all the way down there in Florida. Sorry, guys. I'm talking to people in the chat room. Chris Wells, good to see you, buddy. Autumn's good to see you back. Go Bills. I don't know who I don't know who's done better. The Bills have done the best in the AFC East. It's odd to me how much the Patriots have not done. The Dolphins have been quietly good, and the Jets have had a decent uh, uh, kind of beginning to the league start as well. But for all intents and purposes, the Bills have done well. And we're going to get into that here in a second. Getting back to the Buffalo Bills. Free agents, as far as the Bills currently still have, restricted free agents, Ryan Bates, the Bills tendered Ryan Bates as a restricted free agent to the lowest minimum contract possible. Ryan is now making his rounds. If he gets tendered by somebody else, the Buffalo Bills have the option to match that contract. Me personally, I hope they do, unless they've got another idea in mind. And that idea could be going guard, I believe it. What do we draft in 27th? Going guard at 27th, which is not outside the realm of possibility. You can get a quality starting guard with the 27th overall pick in the NFL draft, you should, by the way, get a quality starting guard if your scouts are worth their salt, which we can have conversations about that because this is the same scouting team that drafted Cody Ford in the second round. Unrestricted free agents currently on the Buffalo Bills. Ike Bucker, we've heard nothing about Ike. Taiwan Jones, we've heard nothing about Taiwan Jones. Big, big support, uh, hugely supported by Jay Spence the King, Taiwan Jones. I would expect Taiwan to be back. Jerry Hughes, we've not heard a peep from Jerry Hughes. He did have, I believe, his second off-season surgery on his groin, per his wife. Justin Zimmer was also not tendered. You got to think that the Buffalo Bills are probably done on in the on the inner defensive line in that defensive tackle region. I can't imagine Justin Zimmer is going to be back. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. John Defazio with the Super Chats. Good to have you, bro. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We addressed our major areas of focus. One, size on the interior. It's true we did. Defensive line, on the interior defensive line. Sorry, I knew where you were going with that. I didn't say DL. On the on interior defensive line. Two, pass uh, rush closer, which I agree as well. Three, offensive line from a coaching and guard standpoint. We will get Bates back. I like your confidence. I want Ryan Bates back. If, if only for depth do I want Ryan Bates back. I you know Ideally, it'd be great to get Ryan Bates back and probably draft a guard at 27. I know that's not a sexy pick <laughs> at all, but the Buffalo Bills need to do better at offensive line. We've seen it for the last several years. They've tried to force schemes on an offensive line that can't play the schemes they want to play. And they've already upgraded one of those positions a lot with Roger Saffold. But I would still like to see Ryan Bates back either way. So Ryan Bates back coming back to start or Ryan Bates back coming back to kind of play all of those lines. Uh, 
Amanda Davis says, what about Addison? I think you're right. I am missing Addison from my list, which is odd to me that I'm missing him. But uh, as well as Vernon Butler, both those guys are gone, in my opinion. Gone, gone. Gonzo. Who's your backup? Dan O'Gorman asks, who's your backup center if Ryan Bates is not back? I'll be honest with you, Dan. They'll find somebody. They'll find somebody. I mean, my guess is, is they're kind of holding out just to see what Ryan Bates gets. And at the end of the day, they're going to resign. Just as John said, they're going to resign Bates, but we'll, we'll see. They'll do what they have to do to keep him. John DeFazio then comes back and says, I agree, Joe, but B will draft best player available. Best player available is much like the cap. It's not fake. The cap exists. Best player available exists. However, best player available is one of those things that's a, uh, a little bit of a misnomer, much like the cap. We came into this free agency season being over the salary cap, being told that we weren't going to make any splash signings. We were going to be able to sign anybody. We weren't going to be active in free agency. Meanwhile, you just heard the list of things that the Buffalo Bills have done in just the first five days of said free agency. Best player available is very similar. You hope to live in a dream world where the best player available at 27, your your roster is so stacked that it's like, oh, that quarterback that fell, who was a top 10 guy, is the best player available. We'll take that guy. The Buffalo Bills are not drafting a quarterback at 27 if he's the best person that's available left on a board. They're going to have a, a group of categories. They're going to have linebacker, defensive tackle, tight end. The best player, maybe not tight end. I'm just, I'm just throwing positions out there linebacker defensive tackle tight end whoever the best one of those three is that's left is the guy that we're going to take so as much as it's a fun thing to say best player available and it's the ideal world to live in they don't truly live in the best player available world they just don't it's not it's not what teams do if you did like i said you might find yourself drafting a brady quinn that falls way down the board and you get him at 27, and now you've got Josh Allen and a rookie quarterback that you took in the first round. Rut row. What message does that send to the NFL? <laughs> Jordan Love. <laughs> Jordan Love is going to spend the first, what is it, seven years of his career on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers. That poor guy. It's just not a good look. I know you get it. I know you get it, John. Restructure still out there to potentially happen. Stephon Diggs, Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyde, and to be honest with you, Cody Ford, who to me is a potential cut casualty. Like, we'll see. We'll absolutely see. John Fazio comes back. Loving the conversation, John. Thank you. Great points, Joe. There are some guys we won't draft. However, what is linebacker, O, offensive line, cornerback, wide receiver? Uh, it's probably what we pick. You're right. Very possible. We'll see. But the Buffalo Bills also surprised all of us last year by going edge-edge. Edge Edge. Who does that? <laughs> the Buffalo Bills do that. They go Edge Edge. One and two. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. As the Buffalo Bills, as it stands right now, the Buffalo Bills uh, in the quarterback room is Josh Allen, Case Keenum, who's acquired via trade. Why do I? I believe I talked about that. Did I not talk about that? I did talk about that. Yes. Case Keenum acquired by via trade. And Matt Barkley, per his Instagram and Twitter, per himself, <laughs> which we saw Shaq Lawson do last year, uh, before the playoff run, Shaq Lawson was like, I'm coming back to Buffalo. Brandon, he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> so Matt Barkley has claimed that he's coming back to Buffalo, but I've seen nothing yet that he has signed a contract. So right now the quarterback room is uh, Allen and Keenum. Case Keenum, which I like that Keenum pick, pick up, especially if the Bills can restructure him. And then the potential for Mac Bar Matt Barkley. I still like the idea of Kyle Allen being in that room. That's just me. I like the idea of Kyle Allen being in that room. We'll see. We'll see. The Buffalo Bills currently have two tight ends on the roster. We're probably going to need a couple more. Reggie, two with Reggie Gilliam, so two and a half, right? They still have needs on the offensive line, specifically at right guard, as Roger Saffold has claimed that he is going to, or admitted that he's going to play left guard. He... He has not admitted. He has been. He has said in his presser that he was told by management that he is going to play left guard, right guard at this point, or I'm sorry, running back rather. Still has not potentially been addressed. We did lose Antonio Williams. The, the Bills largely, as you probably all know, you guys are rabid Bills fans, and I love you guys for it. I mean, it's 
It's freaking March, first day of spring. <laughs> you guys, by the hundreds, are in here watching me on YouTube live talking about free agent moves. You guys are rabid Bills fans. You know that wildly or widely, for the most part, the Buffalo Bills only had two active running backs on the roster last year. Breida is gone. Another guy that we haven't really talked about being a free agent that's available. Breida is gone. Antonio Williams also gone. The Bills are going to have to address running back at some point. At some point, the Bills, uh, speaking of someplace, something I'd like addressed in the draft, running back, does not have to be number one. The Bills missed on Javante Williams. I don't care what anybody says. Javante Williams was the guy. He was the guy to draft. Bills let him go. I'm not upset about Groot. I love Groot. I love me some Greg Rousseau. Wonderful human being. Incredible young man. Gigantic. Javante Williams would have been nice. Just saying. Just saying. Bills need to do something to wide receiver, running back with their wide receiver mix. Diggs, Davis, McKenzie. From there, it's a lot of guys that have been on the practice squad or, you know, kind of behind guys as this wide receiver room was stacked the last two years. Isaiah Hodgins, Stevenson, Jake Kumaro, who is capable. As I said last week, this looks a whole lot different than the last two seasons. I would expect the Buffalo Bills to make a move at wide receiver in some respect. Sanders, another one of those free agents that the Bills have not addressed. I had news probably in November while Sanders was still injured that he was going to retire after this year. Regardless, he was done, hanging it up. And then that same source told me that they might not be done. At this point, I would probably expect Emmanuel Sanders to be done. Now, Let's talk about how Joe felt when the guys were announced as far as signings go, right? Signings go. So when these guys got signed, how did you feel? How did I feel? Well, the first one was Roger Saffold. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I know a lot of you guys probably won't be honest or wouldn't be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know a lot about Roger Saffold. So I immediately took to Google. And I discovered that Roger Saffold is a little bit older. He's a dominant Pro Bowl left guard. Very good. Has been playing with the Titans who have, by the way, if I need to remind you, one of the best run games in the NFL, and you can blame that on the running back or the offensive line, however you want to blame it, blame being good. It's, you know, obviously it takes two to tango. It takes both. But this to me was just a product of the genius of Brandon Bean. You're talking about a guy that gets basically picked up from free agency who is overwhelmingly excited to be in Buffalo. He's on a team in the Tennessee Titans that were the number one seed in the NFL. He comes to Buffalo and in his press conference, he's talking about how excited he is to be here because he wants to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> How much confidence does that tell you he had in the Titans in winning a Super Bowl? I'm sitting here at the presser, signing with the Buffalo Bills, and I'm here because I told my agent, whatever you've got to do to make that work, to get me to Buffalo so I can win a Super Bowl and play with Josh Allen, make that happen. Um, Roger, this is your agent. Um, you're on the Titans. They were the number one seed last year. I know they were the number one seed, but I have no faith that this team can win the Super Bowl. Get me on a team that can win a Super Bowl. Get me to Buffalo. That's my feeling. <laughs> Unbelievable. Obviously, a big piece of that coming back, and he said it in his presser, was Aaron Cromer. It was almost too good to be true. Aaron Cromer's in Buffalo? So you can get me to Buffalo, and I can be back with the Offensive line coach that made me a perennial pro bowler. Let's do that. And to be honest with you, last year, his grades were not great. His run grade was fantastic. His passing grade was not great as a blocker. I expect that to change with Aaron Cromer. But the genius behind this move for me is Brandon Bean releasing Daryl Williams. Stay with me. Releasing Daryl Williams. Brandon Bean releases Daryl Williams, saves $6.5 million on the cap and then signs an upgrade for less than that number. Upgrades the position for a little less money than the savings from cutting him, from cutting Daryl Williams. So a net positive cash flow 
and makes the offensive line better at the very same time or the same at the exact same time. And a guy that wants to be here, a guy that was excited about signing here, a guy that wants to win it all. Sign me up for more of that. And oh, by the way, we're gonna, <laughs> as we talk through the rest of this, we're going to talk. Yes. Sign me up for more of that. Oh, there's more of that. Oh, there's absolutely more of that. The next one I'm going to give you is Tim Settle. I didn't know much about Tim Settle. So I had to Google Tim Settle. This is what I would tell you. Tim Settle is an energy guy. You saw it in his press conference. However, if you're looking for stats, you're not going to find them. I'm warning every member of Bill's Bill's Mafia right now. If you are looking for a guy, Tim Settle, that's going to come in and he's going to get us five to seven sacks from that interior defensive line and he's going to have a bunch of solo tackles. If you're looking for sacks, you're not going to find him. If you're looking for stats, you're not going to find him. If you're looking for a young, energetic, relentless motor, uh, maybe a, a, a younger version with some upside and potential version of Star Latulale, you found your guy who has a lot of excitement, who has a lot of energy, and is really, really just like Roger Saffold. There's going to be a, a continuing theme here. Excited about this football team. You found your guy. Tim Settle is a guy that is just, he's a high motor dude that has a good bull rush, has good hands, younger version of Star, some upside, some potential. He's going to play that one one tech position first. He made star expendable effectively, but he's going to bring energy to this defensive line. Energy. There's a bit a key word that I want you to focus on with this defensive line in this show is the word energy. Tim Settle is going to bring energy. Hang on to that word energy for just a moment because we're going to come back to it. Tim Settle is going to bring energy. Daquan Jones. This player I knew nothing about. He's an eight year vet. He also is good with his hands. He's an inside guy, rotational player. But I'm going to be honest with you. His contract says that the Bills expect more from him than just being a rotational guy. Daquan Jones got a pretty big payday from the Buffalo Bills. He's also on that Carolina train to Buffalo. Oh, backing up to Tim Settle, one thing I don't have in my notes. He also is a little bit of a benefactor of Chase Young. We've seen those guys before. Jerry Hughes, by and large, was a benefactor of Mario Williams. Jerry Hughes' best years as an NFL player was when he was on the opposite side of Mario Williams. Tim Settle has a little bit of a benefactor or is a benefactor of Chase Young a little bit. I'm not saying Tim Settle isn't good. I'm just saying when you got Chase Young on your football team, offensive coordinators are scheming for that guy, not Tim Settle. But I expect him settled to join the rotation to bring a lot of energy. We're going to keep coming back to that word. Daquan Jones. Don't know much about him. All that I can tell you about Daquan Jones, and there might be people in the comment section that know more about Daquan Jones than I do. Daquan Jones is a guy that, for me, for all intents and purposes, is, is there's, there's a lot of expectation on him based on just the contract that he was given. I would tell you this about Daquan Jones as well. He's, he's, he, oh no, I'm sorry, Tim Settle. I need to go back to Tim Settle again. I keep going back to Tim Settle. One thing I missed about Tim Settle, and I think Daquan Jones is the same. I've got the same note, but so I'm a little bit confused. Both of them are disciplined, disciplined players that hold their gaps, which, if you know anything about the Buffalo Bills, they've had trouble with that from the defensive line a lot last year, right? As we gave up what were number one in the NFL, giving up 50 yard, 50 plus yard touchdown runs, basically due to gap assignments. Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, both guys that will hold their gaps. They've got great gap integrity. Both of those guys. Disciplined, gap integrity. So Daquan Jones, Tim Settle. Next on this conversation was, and I remember where I was. Do you remember where you were? I was sitting on the couch. Sitting on the couch, and NFL Network had been on for two days straight. Clearly, I had to work in between all that, but it was in the evening. And immediately it comes on. And oh, by the way, the Buffalo Bills have just signed Von Miller. Pause. <laughs> I paused the television, rewound it, got my camera out, my camera phone out, record, hit record, and then began to play it again as the announcement comes through. The Buffalo Bills have just signed Von Miller. I'm recording. And then they say, 
the Buffalo Bills are going to pay him six years, $120 million. And I think I said, what? (laughs) Audibly into my phone, which I'm surprised didn't flame me. You've got to be kidding me. May have been my next line. Six years, $120 million for a 32-year-old football player. (laughs) That was my first reaction. There was two parts to that reaction. Number one was the disbelief that Vaughn Miller signed with the Buffalo Bills. Disbelief number one. Vaughn Miller signed with the Buffalo Bills. So people have asked me since then, what do you think about Vaughn Miller signing with the Buffalo Bills? That's a guy that I never even considered. I never, and neither did you. I never, we, there was nobody on Twitter talking about Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller is a, is a, is a free agent. Chandler Jones is a free agent. Uh, you know, there's, there's a potential trade opportunity for Daniil Hunter. We talked a lot about him last week. Nobody, everybody, everybody's linking Chandler Jones to the Bills. A lot of conversation about Daniel Hunter being traded to the Bills. Vikings want to get rid of him. Clearly, the Bills and the Vikings have been trade partners in the past. What is it going to take to get him? He's a perfect fit. I said it last week. 4-3 defensive, uh, edge rusher defensive end. He's like the guy that you want to go get. Dominant. Has, an, has had a neck injury, but he can recover. There was nobody on Twitter talking about Von Miller. Why? Why was nobody talking about Von Miller? Because guys like Von Miller never come to Buffalo. Just take a moment where if you're watching me live right now, if you're listening to me in podcast form, you're driving around in your car, you're sitting around a cup of coffee. Be honest with yourself. The reason you did not think for one second that Von Miller was coming to Buffalo is because those guys, those names, those people don't come to Buffalo willingly. Stefan Diggs didn't even come to Buffalo willingly. He got traded here. This isn't Stefan Diggs is available in the free agent market, and the Bills just gave him an astronomically ridiculous contract to come to Buffalo and kind of bought him off to come here. Von Miller chose to leave Aaron Donald and the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams to come to Buffalo. That's the reason that none of us Thought about Von Miller. There's no way Von Miller's coming to Buffalo. <laughs> Wildest dreams land. Wildest freaking dreams land. Those were my first. Th- I, I I think I'm still numb. I don't know that I still. Jay Spence put a tweet out today that he's like, Von Miller's a Buffalo Bill, B- Buffalo Bill with a crying emoji. Like, I'm not. Is this real? Is this real? These guys don't come to Buffalo. Now, let's get into real talk about Von Miller. Von Miller is old. Older. He's not old. He's older. He's 32, about to be 33 in a couple days. You've got to ask yourself questions about Von Miller at this age. Yes, he is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Von Miller has two Super Bowls and has been wildly productive at one point in time, was on pace to break Bruce Smith's record for career sacks. However, last year at his age, he was wildly a benefactor of Aaron Aaron Donald, and he said as much. When you're playing on a team with Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's getting a lot of that attention. Aaron Aaron Donald is a guy that teams have to account for. So is Von Miller, though. Oh, by the way, it also provides Joe Miller with a jersey for life. My daughter McKenna has already said, can we get Vaughn Miller jersey so we can have our last name on the back of a jersey? And I'm like, you got it, baby. So expect very soon myself and my daughter McKenna to be donning number 40 with the name Miller on the back of it. My surname, if you will. Vaughn Miller. How much of a benefactor was last year was he to Aaron Donald? Coming to Buffalo, he's immediately going to be, immediately going to be, the guy that offensive coordinators are zoning in on. What do we got to do to stop that guy? I'm going to say that again. Vaughn Miller is going to be the guy that immediately offensive coordinators are going to be focused on. What do we got to do to stop that guy? Which is different than the team that he was on last year 
where he was not the guy they were worried about stopping. They were worried about stopping Aaron Donald. I will say this, though. It is a different position because now this year, as much as Jerry Hughes received all of the double teams last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that and every year before that since the day that Mario Williams left, Vaughn Miller is a guy that offensive coordinators are going to have to account for. Which, by and large, offensive coordinators over the last four or five years, despite this defense being really good, haven't really had to account for what we have said, and you've heard me say this phrase a million times, a havoc wreaker. Vaughn Miller is one of those guys. He can ruin your day on offense if you let him. If you let him ruin your day, he is going to do it. Now, I don't expect Vaughn Miller to come away with 2000, or I should say in 2022, I was going to say 2022, which is weird. In the year 2000, a little Conan O'Brien there for you. I don't expect Vaughn Miller to come away with 12 sacks in 2022. In fact, I don't know that I expect him to, on a rotational basis, playing 50 to 60% of the snaps, I don't expect him to potentially come away with eight sacks. However, if he makes those four to five game swinging plays in the playoffs, the, the plays that we don't get from this football team against the Chiefs on defense, if he makes those four to five game swinging plays in the playoffs, he is going to be worth every mother trucking penny that we pay him. And you just, you can't get past or get beyond his emotions about coming here. The excitement, the energy. There's that word again. He stood in Los Angeles and, and made himself a TikTok or an Instagram reel talking about, oh, by the way, there's palm trees behind me. I'm leaving LA, going to Buffalo. And he had a giant smile on his face. He was, he was genuinely excited to come here. Then the reality set in. The buyer's remorse, if you will. Oh my God, I'm going to Buffalo. He's on the plane, hasn't smiled. The camera guy says, bro, you going to smile today? He was all up in his feels. I'm leaving Sean McVay, who I love. I'm leaving Aaron Donald, who I love. I'm leaving a Super Bowl champion. I'm leaving Matt Stafford. Oh my God, what have I done? He didn't say that. I'm inferring what he said or what he felt, but he kind of alluded to it, inferred it. And then he met the staff. And then he saw the training facility. And then it all began to like make sense to him. Josh Allen, Bill's Mafia, you guys, the people, you guys listening to me. The difference you make for a player. The fact that he's come to Buffalo. I don't he said a bajillion times. The fact that he's been to Buffalo how many times and has never won a game here. He knows how hard it is to play in the stadium. And then the energy in the press conference. How excited he was, his emotions. Energy. Energy. I'm excited to see what he does. Greg Rousseau taking another step. Boogie Basham taking another step. Tim selling that energy. Daquan Jones. Vaughn Miller. Where were you when Vaughn Miller, when you heard that Vaughn Miller was coming to Buffalo? Where were you? Along with the Vaughn Miller, the, oh, by the way, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are giving a six-year, $120 million contract to Vaughn Miller. And, oh, by the way, O.J. Howard is also coming to Buffalo. Like the, oh, by the way, the asterisk, the asterisk on the Vaughn Miller signing, that'll be the trivia question in 20 years. Vaughn Miller was signed as a free agent to Buffalo in 2022, getting $6 million, or six years, rather, for $120 million. Who was the player that was also announced with him? <laughs> O.J. Howard. I liked the signing. I liked it when I heard it. I wasn't as excited as some others. There's a reason I would, you know, would I still probably rather have Hayden Hurst? Maybe. I don't know. As a former first round pick, he's got a ton of potential. He's got a ton of talent. He also has a ruptured Achilles tendon. And you've heard me say it on the show. Ruptured Achilles tendons are the kiss of death for NFL players, especially quick twitch NFL players. It's just, a, it's the kiss of death. It just is. However, can he overcome it? Yes, he potentially can. And did he last year? So his 
His pitch counts were down to about half uh, as far as his targets and his and his and his catches and whatnot. And I know that he was probably still recovering. The big thing for me is he has become an ace pass blocking tight end, which the Bills missed last season big time with Lee Smith being traded to Atlanta. So I'm excited about OJ Howard. We have another super chat from John DeFazio. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, dude. Appreciate you a lot. We are currently deeper and better at defensive line. How did Bean pull that off? <laughs> well, re- removing a guy like Vernon Butler automatically makes you better. But yes, to your point, we are consistently getting better during the offseason every year. Vaughn is a good uh, is a coach player that's well worth the investment. John Fina, to that point, John DeFazio will tell you that his biggest frustration with our defensive line last year was that there was just bull rushing. Outside of Jerry Hughes, nobody had moves. Everybody was just basically stutter-stepping and then driving. There was no pass moves. There was no pass rush. There was no, I don't know, baiting. There was no setup and, like, takedown. There was just, it just was like, I stutter-step and then I drive. I stutter-step and then I drive. Clearly, Vaughn Miller comes with a catalog, a breadth, if you will, if you will, of pass rush moves. So it should be exciting to see what he does as an older guy that can potentially train up guys like A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, Greg Rousseau, right? So we'll see. So we'll see. Then it gets down to more energy. Energy being the keyword of the day. Jordan Phillips is coming back to Buffalo. Jordan Phillips is coming back to Buffalo. You want to talk about the key to the energy. When Jordan Phillips came to Buffalo from Miami, it was immediate. The Dolphins released him. I don't remember why. It was midseason for some reason. His first game as a Buffalo, he, we signed him. It was like, oh, the Bills just signed Jordan Phillips. Everybody's like, oh, okay, whatever. First game, impact player, getting the crowd hyped. Energy. The dude brought energy to the defensive line. Had a couple good years with the Bills, and then he signs a monster deal with Arizona. When he leaves, what completely leaves when Jordan Phillips leaves? Energy. The energy completely left with Jordan Phillips, and now Jordan Phillips is back. And you want to talk about energy and enthusiasm and excitement. This dude said that I went to Arizona on a monster deal, and I'm putting words in his mouth, and he said, and I did not miss a single Bills game. I still watched every single Bill's game. This guy loves this town. He loves this football team. I think he loves Josh Allen. I'm, clearly, he loves Leslie Frazier. Jordan Phillips is going to bring energy, and he bring and he's bringing his little brother with him, Shaq Lawson, who also is going to bring that fun word, energy. So, ladies and gentlemen, do I think that energy? enthusiasm, relentless pursuit, and the unwillingness to quit could make all the difference in the world for a defensive line? Yes, I absolutely 100% subscribe to that opinion and that belief. And we're going to get it in 2022. Energy, enthusiasm, excitement, relentless pursuit. Bring it on. Bring it freaking on. Those were my feelings. Those were basically where I was when I heard up to this point the free agent signings that the Bills have made. Now, the Bills still have some work to do. Brandon Bean is not done. They are still desperately in need of a cornerback too, CB2. Right now, <laughs> right right now, sit down. If you're standing up, if you're pacing right now because you just I've got you excited and riled up and you're overreacting to the potential of what this football season is going to be like, sit down just for a moment. You need to sit because right now, opening day, our two starting cornerbacks are Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. Now, I love Dane Jackson and I love Cam Lewis, but I'm not excited about my two starting corners week one of the NFL season until week six or seven being Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. Unless both of those guys have made tremendous steps in the offseason, which is wildly possible. Wildly possible. Pamadonna in Pamela in with another super chat. I keep calling her Pamadonna because that's her name on Twitter. I apologize. Thank you, Pam. We had the number one D most of the, most of last year. Now all this, what's better than number one? <laughs> Minus one? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't care if they're number five. 
They can be the number five overall defense as long as they don't do what they did last year. They were the number one defense last year. And in several occasions when it mattered, they choked. They didn't show up like the number one defense. They can be the number five or number eight defense. And as long as they shut down the Chiefs when they need to, sign me up. Sign me up. Getting back to this, the Bills desperately need a CB2. Whether they address it in the draft, there's guys out there like A.J. Bouye and some other dudes. However they address it, whatever, but they need to address CB2. They also need another playmaker at wide receiver. We talked about it earlier. There are no doubt still moves to be made. Moves that need to be made. But at the end of the day, this football team is better. This football team right now is better than it was last year, even with the couple of holes that we have. And you, Bills Mafia, need to be excited. Yes, the Dolphins are going to get better. Yes, the Jets are potentially going to get a little bit better. Their offensive line is better. The Patriots are floundering. <laughs> They're on their way to hell. <laughs> the Patriots are. <laughs> Whatever that mystique is that's there, that that aberration, the man behind the curtain is about to be exposed and they're about to, yeah, they're about to be a whole another level of what the Patriots used to be when Grogan was their quarterback. But, the, but this is a great time to be a Bills fan and you Bills Mafia should be excited. You Bills fam should be excited. I'm excited. Looking forward to, I cannot, Vaughn Miller's a Buffalo Bill. I, I could have come on this show and I could have literally just said, hey, you know what, everybody? Whether this podcast finds you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Run a cup of coffee, drive to work at the gym with the AirPods in, watch me live. Von Miller's a Buffalo Bill. See you later. <laughs> I could have just done that. That would have been enough. You guys probably would have cheered. Mic drop. Anyways, there's still some work to do. And this is going to be a fun week. I believe Jay Spence, the King, and myself are going to do a special Hump Day hotline on Wednesday. So if you've got a, a, a smartphone, which I'm sure that every one of you do, put a reminder in your phone right now, Wednesday, 9 o'clock, Hump Day hotline, Joe Miller, Jay Spence, the King, free agency special. But man, what a, what a, what a time. What a, what a time, what a season, what an incredible... Josh Allen is our quarterback. We got a first ballot Hall of Famer jersey for life in Von Miller on this football team. Yikes. I don't even I don't even know how to wrap this thing up. It's time to wrap it up, but I don't know how to. So with that, I think I'm just going to wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Sports Show. Have I been overreacting? You be the judge. If you feel like I've been overreacting, take to Twitter and tell me right now. So as soon as the show ends, jump over to Twitter and tell me, "Hey, Joe, you were overreacting or hey, Joe, you weren't overreacting and give me a couple reasons why. You've been tuned into the Overreaction Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I am, as always, your host, your grateful, thankful host for all of you tuning in and being a part of the show and just listening to me drone on about the Buffalo Bills. Thank you. I'm the voice of the Overreaction Sports Show. My name is Joe Miller. I think you know that already. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And whatever you do, if you're getting ready to buy or sell a home, call my guy, John Spascheck, 716-570-3298. Don't go to anybody else. Tell him Joe sent you. Tell him the voice sent you. But until next week, oh yeah, Sunday. I'll be back next Sunday. We're, we're on, Pam. Pam, who, who missed me, didn't want me to go. Pam, we're on. I'll be back next week, maybe with a guest. We'll see. But I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the week. Enjoy today, first day of spring, yo. Sunday, first day of spring. Enjoy the changing of the season. But until next time, I'll see you Wednesday, and then I'll see you Sunday. I love you guys. Go Bills. 